He scopes out the present, shakes out the past, and keeps an eye out on the future. This is the Racing with Bruno podcast. Now, from Delray Beach, Florida, here's Bruno DiGiulio. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas to everyone. Thank you for joining us on this holiday podcast show with Racing with Bruno. Let me bring in my good friend from Las Vegas, Ron Flatter. Ron, we just got off that Zoom, that holiday Zoom with Racing with Bruno. That was a lot of fun. And I apologize for showing up late for it. But uh, yes, I, I was I was there. You were there. And a lot of your regulars were there. And this is a celebration of Racing with Bruno at the holidays and just being able to survive 2020. Well, what I did is uh, we had Santa. Oh, he went, you know, what? Straight, we had Santa straight from his crib. Wow. A-list and, guest. And, uh, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, we, everybody got to, to, to talk to Santa and uh, ask for, uh, you know, wishes for 2021 and for Christmas. And uh, it was really fun to have all the, uh, each handicapper, you know, talk about what they'd like to see and, um, you don't get a chance to do that. You know, handicappers don't get asked those kind of questions a whole lot. They're just force fed what people want them to be, uh, want them to, to bet on. And uh, it was great to see the guys step up. And we had a big crowd and they enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it. And I know you did too. And uh, uh, our Santa was fantastic. Steve Crane of uh, Starting Gate Marketing, um, he was. Uh, He's been uh, playing Santa in uh, in his uh, in his hometown, and he was fantastic at it. I think he deserves an Oscar. How about if we just let people hear what we did? Uh, let me just introduce Chris Kringle, a uh, personal friend of mine. Santa, uh, for a number of years, uh, you know, he uh, brought a lot of great presents for my daughters, who I tried to bring my daughters on, mm. uh, but they had um, they had some parties and uh, the, the food. My daughter also not only works for us, but she also uh, does um, does a lot of uh, not catering, but she creates uh, cakes and things like she's a she's a pastry chef, just like my dad. And so she prepares stuff for people that are having Christmas parties or whatever they're doing. And she uh, makes the best chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> how do you know? Does she leave them for you every Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Jonah and Alessandra wanted to come, and, and they both do all of our data, and they want to wish everybody here a Merry Christmas and, and a Happy New Year. Happy holidays. Uh, and, um, you know, and they really appreciate um, you guys' support. So we're speaking to Santa. So I'm going to start with David Green up here. David, what do you want for Christmas, and what are you looking for in 2021 from a horse racing standpoint? Yeah, I'd like to attend the racetrack again. Saratoga's closed. You can't go to these places, and it's it's awful. Let me go up to Robert up here. Hey, Robert, uh, what would you like to see in 2021, and uh, what would you like to see in handicapping for Christmas? I would love to see uh, some sunny weather at fairgrounds so that more grass races actually go on to stay on the turf rather yes. than after I've done all of the work, find out that they've been washed off. So uh, more grass races throughout the year. Hey, uh, um, Santa, if oh. I can call you Santa, I know you as Chris. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. and I was going to say, 
Blitz it on the turf is a lock. <laughs> um, Robert, the one thing you do really need to do is you, this is what I do every, every day. It, it, I do this every day. I check the weather and I, and, and, and I check the weather. And if there's any rain, I do both turf and dirt because I think a lot of players almost it, it's, it, they do this a lot of times. They, 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 they seems like the rain sneaks up on them. So I would, con I would look at it that if it's a sunny day, you just go ahead and handicap for turf. But if you've got, a, you know, any kind of weather coming in, I would do both. Let me move over to Sean over here, up here. Sean, you got anything that you want to ask for Santa for handicapping uh, Christmas, New Year? Um, think of like um, larger fields and uh, um, the West Coast races and up in New York. The fields are really small. The fields are small, especially the stakes races. Five horse races all the time. Well, maybe we can get Blitzen and Comet and uh, a few other reindeer in there, too. <laughs> That'd be good. The more horses, the better. Who would you put on Rudolph? <laughs> Ryder. Who would you put as a jockey on Rudolph? Oh, I think Joel Rosario, maybe. <laughs> you need a strong rider on him? I thought he, you know. Rudy Rodriguez. Uh, that's a trainer. Um, um, let me go to Frank Sean up here. Frank. You on? Yes, I am, Bruno. I would echo uh, John. Uh, Fuller Fields in California returned to the racing it was four or five years ago. Um, good health. Uh, returned to some normalcy, and I would like to see another Triple Crown winner. Oh, wow. Cool. Maybe a Triple Crown winner that uh, maybe racing with Bruno Staples runs? That would be awesome. What do you think about that, Santa? I believe there will definitely be another triple crown winner in the next three years. <laughs> they wow. always come in bunches. <laughs> hey, why do you always give, why do you always send Baffert the best gifts? <laughs> Wait till this year. <laughs> okay. Polly, what are you doing, pal? You got anything for Santa that you want to ask and be nice? I just want everybody to be well, happy, get over with 2020 and have a good 2021. Amen. Amen. Can you handle that, Santa? Chris? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I will tell you, I've been speaking to all the kids all this week. And after all these years, the two favorite toys haven't changed. Legos and Barbies. <laughs> They're still the most popular toys for kids. <laughs> We're talking about handicap, and I don't think any of us plays with Legos and Barbies. And if they do play with Barbies, I don't want to know about it. <laughs> Tom Holmes, how are you? Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Well, what would you like to ask for Santa? Uh, live racing, go to the Derby, go to Del Mar, and nobody has to wear masks. Get back to normal. Santa? Oh, I think we can do that. I don't have to worry about a mask. Everything gets caught in this beard. <laughs> Jim Gilberto, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. What do you got that you'd like to see this Christmas and this uh, 2021 coming up? Yeah, pretty much the same as everybody's been saying, you know, back to normal and hopefully Saratoga's open when um, 
the track starts up again and um, hoping for a good, solid Saturday card at Santa Anita would be nice too. And, and Santa, can you handle that? Can are you taking notes? I'm taking notes. Santa remembers everything. <laughs> are you on prodigy? <laughs> oh, yes. I do have a question for all of you. Will they ever fix that ink on the DRF? It always gets my white gloves all black. <laughs> and then Mrs. Claus knows what I've been doing. <laughs> oh, you busted on that one. Um, have you thought about going to an iPad? I used to love the DRF, but I go with my iPad or my uh, Android phone. Big Mike, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. What do you Same got to for you, Santa? same to everybody out there. What do you got for Santa? Well, uh, I can only echo everything going back to normal. I do like, would like to see larger fields at Santa Anita. Um, I love the boutique meets. I hope they make it through Del Mar. Saratoga. Um, I'd like to see more handicapping books. Gentlemen um, asked, what are our favorite books? And I'm still reading Skeptical Handicapper, even though I bought it last summer. That's a good book by Barry. I know Barry. I got to get Barry on, um, on, the, on these Zooms. Barry and I go back to the 1980s. And, and Barry and I are very good friends. And he is a wonderful I love the way he wrote the book. Um, I read it within three days. Um, you know, if you are into uh, race book, hey, Santa, can you get some of these guys some books? Some books? Okay, we'll put it on the list. <laughs> but Santa, uh, can't prom I can't promise everything, but I'll do my best. <laughs> so um, we, uh, we need to get you guys some. Um, uh, you know, after we get uh, Santa is going to have a busy schedule. I want to get through everybody and then we're going to talk about books and what books you should be reading. Big Mike, thank you very much. David, trying to run off on us here? Or, uh... No, 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 no. no. <laughs> All right, what do you got for us? What do you got for Santa? Oh, some better luck, maybe, this year. That's uh. And hopefully Saratoga comes back because I got season tickets and I go there for the whole meet. So it was awful this year, sitting on a computer watching it. And also get back to Breeders' Cup. Great year this year, going to Del Mar. Yeah. So That's it? You want uh, a book? Every, huh? A book? <laughs> what kind of book uh, you want to read about handicapping? Uh, hold on. Let me mute this. <laughs> I will send everybody an email later on after we talk. I'll send you a copy of this. And also I'll send you some, some, some book uh, um, requirements for you to read. And we have a mm -hmm. pop quiz in 2021. Yeah, mm -hmm. Go ahead, David. Anything else? Yeah, just uh, a good recommendation on, you know, what books, you know, we should, should read, you know, on, on handicapping. Fantastic. We'll do that. Let's go down here to Roger, uh, Rod, Roger down here. Roger Satina, um, my favorite handicapping, uh, handicapping tournament player. Roger, what would you like to ask Santa? Oh, I'll, I'll be the, uh, you know, health and, and, and everything everyone, everyone's been saying. Uh, and as far as tracks go, I'll be the first one to mention, but just a, uh, a successful Oakland Park meet. It's my favorite meet of the year. 
uh, uh, can't wait till it starts. The purses are through the roof again, and uh, just really looking forward to that as well. We're going to cover when we get closer to Oakland. We're going to cover Oakland. And, and, and show you things that you did not know about the Oakland meet and the Oakland track that um, a lot of people don't realize. Um, so we will do that. Anything else, Roger? Yeah, and if you, like, uh, if you like full fields and know off the turf, that should be your home. <laughs> well, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you. Merry Christmas. Jeff Hug. Hey, Bruno. I, I'm hoping that uh, Golden Gate could get out of quarantine. They're right now who's managing the, the Berkeley Health Services. Uh, they're managing Golden Gate, and it doesn't look good. The trainers don't know, uh, aren't getting any any kind of uh, idea where to go. Jonathan Wong's thinking about sending a string of 15 to Oakland Park. Quinn Howie's sending, going to send probably 10 to Turf Paradise. Just to get, give everybody an update, I, was, I listened to the CHRB meeting last week. Incredible. Uh, PETA activists on the call were incredible. They were trying to stop uh, Los Alamitos quarter horses from getting a license at Alred and, and company. And they were trying to stop the Golden Gate meet. And incredibly so. So the good thing is the board didn't side with them, but it's, it's going to be tough here in Northern California for a while. And, and I, just hope, they I hope it fixes itself. Santa, can you deliver some coal in their stockings uh, for PETA? Absolutely, absolutely. When they try to mess with my reindeer, ho, 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 did I teach them a lesson. Ho, 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 ho. Oh, that's a story for another day, isn't it? Yes, yes. John, we have, thank you, Jeff, and uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to you. John Wheelan, how you doing, my friend? Uh, what would you like to ask Santa? Um. I already said the big fields, big fields up at uh, on um, the West Coast and um, uh, New York. Um, the stake traces there are like five horse, five horse fields all the time. It's kind of hard, hard to bet those. And um, just um, for the horse players to be safe, and um, um, especially the jockey colony, um, they should be safe too. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, John. And, uh, and Santa, I know you, you try to watch over everybody. As far as the short fields, not much you can do about that. However, uh, John, the one thing I can't I can say to you, if your track is not giving you what you need to play, you maybe need to move your tack to another place. A place, you know, for example, I'm, I'm really – I get down sometimes on Gulfstream. We do well at Gulfstream. However – I, I just don't think I just don't think that there's I got to be careful the way I say this. It's sort of the wild, wild west. And I think if players knew, I think they would kind of uh, gravitate away. I think the fairgrounds product is really, really good. It's got a lot of horses, a lot of familiar horses from Kentucky a lot of good horsemen, a lot of strong maidens races. I think their maiden races are stronger than the, 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 than the Florida races. Yeah, Over yeah. there, you get the Pletcher and you get the Chad Brown yeah. when he gets rolling. Yeah. And that's it, you know, where in fairgrounds, you've got Asmussen, you've got, you've got uh, Cox, you've got um, McPeak, you've got um, Sharp. Larry Jones. I'm sorry, go ahead. Who else? 
Joe Sharp and Joe Sharp. You know. Joe Sharp. You've got Ron Show that's very good. So to me, I'm actually coming into this winter. I'm we've got clocking reports now from fairgrounds. Uh, we we're gonna have um, you know reports for California and and Florida. I can't tell you that over the last 12 years that I think workouts in Florida have become very overrated for the simple reason that there's 80,000 clockers here. Okay. They all gravitate down here. You got New York, you got Florida, you got California clockers out here and everybody lines up and they all converse with each other and, and they all share information. So everybody knows everything, you know, so I, I'm really, really looking forward to getting into the Fairgrounds product and then Oakland because then you'll get the Fairgrounds shippers over there. I'm working on getting a clocker at Oakland to, to come on board. And if I can get that done, kind of Gulfstream is going to become my second track as far as playing. Because, you know, I, I don't like playing with Irad and Jose Ride. I, I just when those two ride together, it's a domination and they're very hard to play. So, I mean, there was the other day that I read, rode a horse that I absolutely couldn't stand. I thought he was a horse that I don't know why he was on him. And all of a sudden, that horse ran 10 lengths better than he ever ran. And I've seen this over and over and over again. If I ran an Osea riding at a particular track 100% of the time or full time, I'm a guy that's going to pull his tack and go someplace else because I don't want to play their games. Um, and you know, they've got super agents and they work with other writers and, and it just makes it really, really hard for you. So John, it's my recommendation. If you think your field, your, your track is not giving you what you want, maybe it's move on to another one and maybe That's you need to go do it. That's go what I've done. Florida. I know, um, fairgrounds, I bet the fairgrounds, Churchill, Keeneland, those are the three that have the best, again, the best trainers, the best fields. And I think you have the best chance because I think I think they truly test there. Um, and I'll leave it at that. John, thank you. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you. You, you too. Thank you. You, know, you got to throw in Oakland on that. Yes. Yes. Um, let's go over to my, my, my Texas friends, Don and Georgiana. How are you? Where's Don? Uh, he's Getting ready to watch Oak Island. <laughs> oh, God, I watched that, too. I've watched that eighth season. They, they dig more. I'll tell you one thing. You, you know, I was going to send them a gift. I was going to send them one of those kids' uh, pails and, and shovels. Yes. You know, I mean, it's like they're kids. They never find anything, you know. Um, I did like the little cool uh, cross that they found, that 1,200, you know, and it's, that's yeah. like a pro actor. Yeah, pro yeah. actor, whatever. But, uh, yeah, tell them I'm a big fan, too. I've been watching them from day one. Um, but um, what would you like to ask Santa? Well, I want to continue to learn and study and be able to glean information so I have a better understanding and I can make better handicapping decisions. That's always a work in progress. You've helped me a lot with that. So that's my realistic wish. My pie in the sky wish is for the state of Texas to allow us to have casino gambling so we could have electronic betting and so we'd have better purses for our Texas tracks because Texas racing is really has a hard time. I got an idea, Santa. Why don't we get Georgia, Wisconsin, Minnesota, 
and Pennsylvania to follow suit against Texas for not having cas uh, casino gambling. <laughs> Maybe we'll go to the state Supreme Court with it. <laughs> that would be wonderful. Yeah. Can you talk to your AG up in the North Pole and see if you'll get it done? <laughs> That's like a Buddy Hackett joke. <laughs> Never going to happen. <laughs> Except our AG would file a countersuit. Yeah, yeah. Either, yeah, well, no, hopefully, you know, the, the FBI will, 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 he's under indictment anyway, so. Gambling's the devil in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Morris, don't go anywhere. You're next. I guess we're not. Steve, where are you going? Oh, ho, 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 he brought his own BYOB. All right. All right. Had to, had to get the blue labels. Bottle of Christmas present here, so. There you go. There you go. Um, you got anything for Santa? Yeah, kind of like everybody else. I like the regionals to stay open. You know, it's sad seeing Portland Meadows and those kind of tracks closing. So do, do what we can to get them open. And if you can't keep them open, give that Stronic group some wisdom because, you know, they, they have a lot of our destiny in their hands. Santa Anita, Gulfstream, Emerald Downs. So I don't know yeah, how you yeah. all feel about those guys running these tracks, but well, I, I, more you know, I, players. I think TSG is really up against it in Florida because they have to play racing board and uh, they have to be everything because there is no racing board in, in Florida. So they have to, they have to handle all the testing. They have to do all of that. Um, having said that, um, you know, then you have the CHRB. Um, so there, I'll tell you, their best product really is the Maryland product. It's a pretty good product. So, um, but uh, Steve, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you. And Steve, be sure to leave me some cookies and some of that bourbon on the side too. <laughs> uh, now you can't, you can't fly and drive. <laughs> I've got autopilot now. <laughs> oh, you do? Of course. How did that work out? <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Just flip the switch and we go where we need to go. <laughs> oh, no. You just tell Rudolph, Rudolph, take over, and then you just go to sleep. And we're there. <laughs> oh, yeah. yes. Let's go down to Tom here. Hey, Tom, you got anything for Santa? Yeah, I do, Bruno. Thank you. For, most importantly, I want to wish everybody um, a safe and healthy continued Christmas and moving forward. I mean, we have, I have a few friends who have COVID right now and I'm praying for their recovery. Um, but, you know, so wishing everybody, family and friends, a very uh, healthy Christmas and New Year's. But my wish for Santa is to have Santa get involved in continuing to clean up the sport. I don't think we need to stop with service in Navarro. I think there's a lot more out there that could be done to sort of clean things up. And it would be great if Santa can help in that regard. You know what Santa says, walk them up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, um, Tom, the one problem you have here is, and I used to be very vocal in my younger years. And I found that I got blackballed in a lot of ways. Uh, racing doesn't want to hear it. It's a game. It's an industry where there's a lot of good old boy network and um, not much different than politics. And people will do whatever they want to do. They're, you know, for example, let me give you um, 
an idea. Uh, it, it like for example, the 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 the, the horse racing um, sales, the, the the yearlings, the two year olds. Those are not even over. There's no over. There is no oversight. None. So, you know, racing doesn't want oversight. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. We're going to talk about that. My guess that my next person is going to want some kind of book, Santa. He's going to want a skeptical handicapping book or he's going to want something. Kevin Deckel, my main man. What yeah, Bruno, Bruno, thank you so much for uh, this. I just want to say a great big thanks. Happy holidays, everyone. I wish you all so well. But I've never had experienced any group of people to talk over racing with in my entire life. I've never been part of a group. It's been so great for me. Uh, I'm, I have Skeptical Handicapper. I'm a great study. I have a great live, a pretty extensive library. And there's a lot of meat in there. I'm going through that one slowly, trying to absorb it all in that Barry Meadows book. And what I would like from Santa, I would like to see it mandated that all the scratches be in three hours before post time. So if it's one o'clock, I want him in by 10. So that's what I would like, Santa, if you could arrange that. But... Uh, this has just been the best, Bruno. Thanks so much. We'll Kevin, do our best. Yeah. Santa can't promise everything, <laughs> but maybe we'll give them a heavy fine if they don't do what they're supposed to. <laughs> or we just don't put their product. <laughs> we won't. We won't let them get hot dogs and beer at the stands. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, you're a gift to all of us. Thank you very much, um, and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you. Now, the, the guy that looks like he's hacking a lung, Ron Flatter. Uh, Ron, yes. how you doing? God, thank from God for mute. Hmm? From Las Vegas. Yeah, I got in late. Uh, I was, if you knew what I was doing, uh, gee, about I 40 don't know minutes if I ago. Do. <laughs> I was doing a lot of that. You probably could have heard it nationwide. Uh, I do have a wish, Santa and, and Bruno. Thank you for mentioning Las Vegas because that's the hook for the wish. If you followed what I've written at VSIN over the last, uh, well, really almost four years, you know that this has not been a horse player friendly locale. And it used to be. I mean, this used to be the place you would come to bet on out of state racetracks and racetracks you couldn't see when you were at home at your home track. Before simulcasting, you poured into Las Vegas to bet every track in the country. Now you're lucky to bet any track in the country. The Nevada Paramutual Association, which is the cartel of race books and the 82 locations around Nevada, are as one in a snit, and I'll say snit with something that rhymes with that storm with Churchill Downs Incorporated. You cannot bet on any Churchill Downs track or any track that Churchill Downs controls the video distribution in Nevada, you can't bet on those tracks unless you do it through illegal means. And this is a state that's been trying to harness all the wagering dollars it can through legal means, except this is the one area where there is an absolute hypocrisy. So Santa, I would like a lump of coal for the Nevada Paramutual Association that the race books in this town and the sports books that offer racing 
would just divorce themselves and work on their own, let them negotiate separately with Churchill Downs if need be. And for that matter, if there are casinos that would like to say like MGM, get in bed with a, an ADW, like let's say first bet that they be allowed to do so. Because if that doesn't happen, I think the idea that there could even be a, a lure to come to Las Vegas to bet on horses is going to vanish completely. And I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if the National Horse Players Championship held here every winter, although summer this coming year, maybe might find a place like Gulfstream Park, a little bit more attractive a place to hold that championship than coming to Nevada, where fewer and fewer racetracks are available to bet. Absolutely. I'll drop lots of coal on Las Vegas. <laughs> Usually we don't have to fly over Las Vegas because everybody's been naughty every year. <laughs> <laughs> well what about Flatter? Well, he's one of the good guys yeah, well <laughs> oh you Santa knows there's something you need to tell us oh there's always something I need to tell you <laughs> just gonna go ahead and get the get the super get the big leather sofa and I could lie down on it and I could tell you a whole lot um Ron they've um I was gonna just bring up something um what else do you, you got for it? Do we have Michael Baychuk online with us? I'm guessing not yet. Uh, tell us about this horse racing integrity, because this might have this might you know this might uh, affect Santa and his reindeer. Yeah, it could. Uh, the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Act is going to be signed into law at the very same time as the omnibus spending bill that has gone through Congress that includes the nearly $900 billion in COVID relief, when that is signed and the Trump administration puts that into law, it will at the same time start the clock on the horse racing integrity or horse racing integrity and safety act. That's exactly what I meant to say. It is an amendment to that bill. There's a lot of amendments to this bill. What happens is where you have a bill at the end of the year, which you know is going to pass, spending, COVID relief, that sort of thing. Congress throws all sorts of stuff into it, bipartisan legislation that they know will go ahead and get passed with it. And so the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Act is part of that. The biggest component of that bill is the administration and regulation of the medication of horses, which all sounds great. And you've certainly seen in the last 24 to 48 hours, all of the various entities around racing saying, this is a great thing. This is wonderful. How great is it that Congress finally got involved in this? Here's the big question. And the Thoroughbred Ideas Foundation uh, asked the question openly and loudly today, and that is who's going to pay for it and that it should not be the horse player because somebody has got to fund the testing that is going to be mandated by this bill, which takes effect no sooner than January of 2022. It's a year's grace period. There's going to be lawsuits over this. I think Michael Baychuk, if he's able to come on, can speak to this that states individually and even collectively will say, listen, you're going to tell us, you're telling us that we have to do all this testing on behalf of a federal concern, but we're not being paid any money to offset that cost. How are we supposed to do it? This could lead to lawsuits, but maybe more dangerously, it could lead to higher takeout is if we don't have high enough takeout already, it could lead to higher takeout for the horse player in order to fund this new arm of the federal government. So careful what you wish for, 
as far as uniform regulation across all of the jurisdictions that govern horse racing, somebody's got to pay the bill. And that has not yet been defined in the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Act. The one thing, the part of the act that is actually helpful is that uh, they have extended the, 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 the depreciation. It was always there, but they've made it a three-year depreciation. Right. For That's, yeah, let's, let's be specific about that. That's not actually part of the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Act. That was another rider that was put into the omnibus spending bill. So, yes, absolutely. The depreciation credit that you get on your taxes, part of the greater package that was negotiated in part through the National Thoroughbred Racing Association, has been extended for three more years. And that works out great because, I, I, you know, if you've got a horse that's a four-year-old, five-year-old, you wouldn't be able to take it. I think right. you, can take, you can take it now. And, uh, you can get a full uh, write-down on that. Absolutely. Yeah, I've got a four-year-old filly that basically we tried and came up with a couple of issues. And we retired her and we're going to breed her to Cozan. But she would have been turning four. And, and, you know, it really does help out some of the people within the industry that actually put a lot of money in to put the, the show on. Um, you know, we don't want to put that on the shoulders of the better, but, uh, you know, we have to really come down sometimes and just really um, think about it uh, from, you know, it's going to come down that the better is going to get a, an additional takeout thrown on their shoulders. You know, that's happening, Ron. It's happening uh, from all corners. Look, I'm not going to tell you that there aren't reasons that are valid for it. I don't think the creation of another layer of bureaucracy is going to be regarded as something that would be, well, at least in my opinion, would be valid. My libertarian ways are, are shining. Well, can I, can, I give you, can I give you my flip side to do it? Mm -hmm. As a player, I think highly enough of myself that I think I, I can see the games and I can see what players – um, have to go through. And I would be willing to pay more on the takeout if it, that takeout takes the individuals that abuse this game and, 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 uh, and, and, and steal our money by cheating away from the game. Well, that's all fine and good, but let's go to an example of a case we're going to report on tomorrow in Horse Racing Nation. New Mexico is not going to have racing at all at the end of this year, which is what are we looking at now? Only nine days away because of COVID issues. They're going to Sunland park will not open next week as scheduled. And so you got horsemen and, and people who need to make their living off of racing who have nowhere to go now. So if New Mexico, which is, which is entirely, based on the casinos opening at the racetracks to be able to fund purses. They can't open the casinos because of COVID. The chain reaction you can see going from there. If all of a sudden you're going to throw an expense on New Mexico, for instance, and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to tell you it's not a bandit state. It is. But if you throw that expense on states like New Mexico and little places, we've mentioned Portland, we've mentioned little tracks around the country. All of a sudden that expense is thrown on them. It's all fine and good to say that you can go ahead and win and be a good player, places like Gulfstream Park, Churchill Downs, Naira, et cetera. But what does this do for those little tracks in all these states around the country that don't have that big, fat, deep pocket to go ahead and use that as a fallback? That, I think, is the danger that you're going to find with the, this new layer of bureaucracy. Well, let me ask you this. Do we have too many tracks? 
that's look, I'm I'm of someone who says the marketplace should decide that. Okay. As, as cold as that sounds, it does. Do we have no, too many no, no, races right. on too many days? Right. Yeah, but but look, we're trying to we're trying to use a, this as a mechanism to keep people employed and keep their livelihoods going. I get that that becomes that's the third rail in all of this. So it's a law of supply and demand. It is. But but the third rail in all this is if you do eliminate where there is not as much demand, you're also eliminating all the jobs to go with it. And that's that's why it becomes a very difficult. That's that's the sad part of it. Mm -hmm. Yes. On a on a positive note, Santa has really good lobbyists, and we got seven hundred and twenty-two million into that bill for reindeer aftercare. <laughs> if only. <laughs> I didn't mean one. to bring this down. I didn't mean to bring a holiday show down. Yeah. But that's that's it's happening. Well, I, I think it's an interesting conversation we got to have. You know, and, oh, and I agree. Horse players, you know, we think about it and say, you know, like I was telling John. You know, that, you know, if he doesn't, he's not happy with his, with his product, you know, that he's betting on is to go find another product. Um, you know, if you're not happy with New York, maybe don't bet New York, you go bet fairgrounds. However, the people that bet that, that live off that racing are the ones who are going to suffer. Um, so it's, it's one half a dozen or the other. It doesn't seem like whatever we do, you know, uh, somebody's pockets keep getting deeper and deeper and, and fuller and fuller. And we're always trying to struggle to get to, to find ourselves in, in a position to where we can be comfortable. Steve, Merry Christmas, Ron, to you and your wife. Um, and you. Uh, happy holidays and a great 2021 for you. you got a lot of new things coming up in 2021. Some of which I could talk about and much of which I don't even know about. But yes, you're right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. We all don't know what's 2021 has got to be. Yeah, Hopefully it's all great. Steve Whitcomb, nice to see you. Um, and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. And what do you got for Santa? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Steve. I want to thank Bruno for uh, putting these Zoom casts on because I've learned a lot. And uh, I hope to look forward to seeing everybody out at the track again. I'm wanting to go to uh, Del Mar for the Breeders' Cup. and. Uh, I want to improve my ticket building skills uh, for 2021. So any books on that or any education, I get a little greedy and undisciplined. So that's what I have. Thank you. Santa, what do you got for Steve? Oh, let's see. Ho, 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 ho. I think I have some great coupons for the track. Ho, ho, 50 off beer. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> Steve, um, I, I, I was uh, putting tickets together for the pick six on Saturday at, at, at Gulfstream. And the one, and I, and I started thinking about a lot about some of where we talk, people want to know how to structure tickets. And the one thing I want to say is that your structure of the ticket is going to be absolutely flawless when you score. And it's going to be absolutely horrible when you lose. So, for example, I toyed with the idea of singling Grace Creek and singling Kentucky Farrow in the last on Saturday. I didn't do it because I, you know, I tell you, be confident. I wasn't confident in that. And 
I know, I know. I'm getting my, the shingle. Santa, I know you're going to look at me and say, what the heck were you thinking? Because they both won. But my whole thought was, you know, that I thought I was being too, too Captain Obvious. And I might have been because the pick six only paid 7000 But there was guys in those Gulfstream Park pick sixes putting $50,000 tickets in. So what... So it comes down to, I could have made a perfect ticket. And if I would have hit, it would have gotten me a little bit of a boy, but I was happy for everybody that had, that hit it from, from racing with Bruno. I had a few guys that hit it, but I, when I saw the results of 7,000, I was really disappointed. So when I'm looking at structuring the tickets, I'm really, really want to, have confidence and being able to just take some swings with some horses. So instead of reading about what, uh, let's say another guy thinks he can do, Steve handicap better, you know, pick the right horses, make the right decision. If you make the right decision, your ticket will score. Fair enough. And you don't even need Santa's help. We love Santa, but uh, you can't ask him to make miracles. You know, can you do miracles, Santa? Sometimes. Not with, not, not with handicappers. <laughs> you you've been a little tough on us there, Santa. Uh, Raphael from uh, you know. By the way, I know when when are you going by Venezuela? Because Raphael is in Venezuela. Venezuela is. It looks like three thirty-two a.m. Well, not exactly. What time is it? No, I guess it's nine seventeen. Right here, I'll be I'll be in Venezuela at three thirty-two a.m. Christmas. Oh, you'll be here at that time. Okay. Awesome. I'm just <laughs> picking my schedule now. <laughs> well, I just wish that next. I'm delighted with Santa in this meeting. By the way, Santa, you're great. I oh, mean, oh, I, I love you. to have you here. And uh, I I just wish next year I'm able to travel and uh, probably meet with some of you. At some track and get together and and that's the personal uh, part and in the industry part I really would like to see the whole racing industry get more united and coherent and uh, I think that will be that will be great for everybody so that's my wish for 2021. Well, Merry Christmas and a happy 2021 for you, Raphael. We always love to have our uh, southern, uh, southern Hemisphere uh, uh, connection here. Um, I, I love to be here with all of you. It's been an awesome time. These meetings have been great. I've learned a lot. It's a place where I can meet with people with the same, you know, with the same uh, mindset, and uh, I, I really enjoy it a lot. I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really grateful to be in here. I really wish everybody a happy Christmas, and uh, a healthy and happy, merry, merry Christmas. Y Rafael, uh, Venezuela está del uh, al norte del Ecuador, uh, no del uh, no al uh, sur. Uh, Correcto. See, okay, it, Bruno, it's, it's northern it, hemisphere. Come on. Well, no, it's it's in South America, but it's the northern northern part hemisphere of, yeah, South, of South America. Uh huh. So we're at the, the top, at the very top of South America. That's where Venezuela is. 
Sí. We border with the Caribbean. Rafael, Santa's got GPS. Don't worry about it. He's got Rudolph's <laughs> nose. Mr. <laughs> Roberts. I, I, I was just watching some replays of the Breeders' Cup. Oh, so. It's actually <laughs> east of New York as well. Venezuela is east of New York. <laughs> well, not quite, but I would love it to be there, but, you know. <laughs> Well, I'm really happy. Thank, thank you. Thanks, everybody. Merry, Merry Christmas to all of you. Thanks, Raphael. Same to you. Let's go to Mr. Roberts over here. Mr. Roberts. Hey, how are you? I'm all right. Just sticking Merry it Christmas, easy. man. Merry Christmas to everybody. What do you got for Oh, just um, basically trying to keep working on working out the handicap for the races. Um, reading a little bit more and keep trying to update the skills. And what I would like to see for the racing is that um, it have a little bit more of a level playing field for trainers, owners, everybody involved in the sport. As you said, I hate running away from Gulfstream because the Ortiz boys are there. I don't think that is, you know, fair for the game. And I'd like to get back a little bit more of these coupled entries into the sport. I agree with you. I, I totally agree on everything you just said. Santa, got anything here? Can anybody? Wait, wait a minute. What are you giving Jose and I at for Christmas? Oh, ho, ho, ho. we'll give them free pick six tickets. <laughs> Can anyone guess what my favorite episode of The Twilight Zone was? Okay, which one was that? Where he gets the results of the winner of the racetrack the day before. Oh, oh, that's my get, favorite. You haven't come across that yet, that special ring, have you? Not yet. Oh, oh, oh. And if I do, I'm not telling anyone. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> let's go down here. To, let's, let's get off of that. And let's go down here to Steve Dillman. Steve, Ooh. welcome. And a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I really don't. What I would like to see maybe at the premier racetracks, larger class fields and less races. You know, I, I bet a lot. I really appreciate the European racing. Give me six, eight races a day. Nice races. I don't need 14 races starting at 1030, 11 o'clock that go till seven o'clock. But if that's what people want, that's fine. We're in an age where we can pick and choose what we want today. We can sit at home and dial up anything we want. You just have to make that work for you. Um, I'd like to get back out to Del Mar and have as much fun as I did last time they had the Breeders' Cup out there. That was wonderful. Um, I'd like to build on this relationship with this forum and with what you do, because I used, I've used what you do probably four or five times, and I've always had good results with it. Thank you, Steve. That means a lot to me. And as soon as I, this is kind of a downtime of racing for me, where I kind of kick back a little bit, take care of everything else, kind of move south. And um, no, when I get back into it, I, I really look forward to getting involved with your package because it is the missing piece in my handicapping, it seems to be. I've done this for probably 40-some years all over the world. You've seen about as many good races as Santa. 
I think I probably met you in the 90s out at uh, Santa Anita, maybe with Eddie. 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 Gregson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Eddie Gregson was. Um, I'll never forget walking with Eddie Gregson from the gate, uh, from uh, uh, from the front side to the back side. And he and and he said to me, this is 1987, I want to say, 88. And he said, Bruno, I can do without Lasix what most guys can't do with. And that taught me right away that Lasix was something that other uh, that trainers relied on, but some good trainers didn't. One of the other things that he taught me is I, I watch trainers intently when I realize they can do something very, very well. And Eddie Gregson was fantastic at stretching horses out from sprints to routes early in their career. And what I noticed was that Eddie would work them a mile. And I asked him, I said, do you work them for fitness? He says, no. He says, watch my next mile that I work. And I did. Um, and it was just a, a maiden that I didn't think much of. And I thought he needed to go route a ground. Well, they would usually go really slow off early, 26, 38. And the horse ran an eighth of a mile on 11 and two. Went from a 38 to a 49 and two, 49 and three. Got hooked by another horse. Um, started to go after the other horse. And the rider grabbed a hold of him and took him back. And it was a really very subtle way of nudging the horse back and telling him, you know, it's almost like when you're walking your dog and another dog is barking at him and lunging at him and you're going, don't bother with him. It doesn't matter. And your dog listens to you. Same thing with the horse. When that rider, when that horse, they, they, she tapped him on the shoulders or she clucked at him, the horse took off an 11 and one. Then another horse hooked into him on the turn and she was able to bring him back. That told Eddie that that horse could go a distance of ground because it had the brain to take off, stop, back up, slow down again and get into its own, uh, its own um, stride and its own gallop and not be affected by other horses. That told me, and, and I understood what he did. I've heard trainers tell me, oh, I have to see a horse work through the first turn. You know, the, you know I have to work them through the, through the first turn if I'm going to stretch them out to see if they can handle it. And I'm looking at them like, what are you talking about? Because that has nothing to do with it. It's all about their brains. It's all about how they can handle it. It's all about if they can shut off. And if they can shut off and be able to, be able to keep their, their mind, they'll stretch out. Uh, whether their pedigree says they can or they cannot. I've seen horses bred in the purple to be able to go two turns, three turns. They should be able to go a mile and a half. They can't go seven furlongs. And then you got the horse that's not supposed to be able to do it. You can do it, right, Joe? Here we got Joe over here. So, so, so Joe thinks he can do a mile and a half. Okay, good. Good to know. Um, you want to come here and say hi to everybody? No? Now your camera's shy? Um, hey, you have to do me a favor, Bruno. Make sure Joe doesn't eat my cookies Christmas Eve. <laughs> I don't promise. Are you going to eat Santa's cookies on Christmas Eve? Are you? He's like, cookies? cookies? You should do a uh, Twitter page, Joe's Cameos. No, but, um, yeah. 
Yeah, I had another thing to my list. But uh, <laughs> but Steve, um, yeah, Eddie Gregson was a big part of, of my my uh, my uh, understanding of horses. Him, Bruce Headley, uh, Baffert had a lot to do with it too. Baffert taught um, me the 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 sales. Yeah, Eddie um, was my initiation into ownership, which it couldn't have been a better experience with Eddie. I yeah, he was a good horseman. Um, was, but Merry Christmas to you. Well, thank you. Uh, and happy Merry holidays. And Santa, let's get him something good for Christmas. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ho, 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 ho. Everybody deserves winners for Christmas. <laughs> uh, let's go down to Mike down here. Mike Zaitlin, if I pronounce your name correctly. You there? I am now. Oh, oh okay, cool. Oh, Merry good. Christmas. Happy Thank holidays. You. Thank you. Thank you. Good to have you on board. Uh, what do you got for Santa? What would you like? What would you like to see in for Christmas in 2021? I'd like to get back to Saratoga uh, next year. Didn't get there this year. Saw a lot of good races over the years there. The Rachel Alexandra race was a real highlight in the Woodward. Uh, but I really appreciate what I've got from you. You mentioned uh, Kentucky Farrow. And that trainer that you gave us uh, a podcast on a few months Jack's ago, I guess, Jack. That's been really good, I think. Uh, he's, I think he's really going to be uh, somebody to watch next year or two. So uh, I really appreciate that. And learning a lot, basically. Thank you. Well, thank you for coming on board. And thank you for your uh, support. And uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. And and uh, and and Santa, give him a nice little uh, uh, little uh, cool thing for a handicapper in his stockings, will you? Absolutely. Yeah. Want to see my? Uh, I have a uh, Andy Byer autograph in uh, picking winners. Oh, oh, oh. books I read. Yeah, books I read. Um, let's go to Thomas down here. Thomas, I, I you know, I'm going to butcher your name, so your last name, so I apologize. Yeah, it, it's March, like the month of March. Um, okay, got it. And I've been, uh, I consider myself one of the blessed ones this year because I've, living in the Midwest, I've been able to go to uh, Delta Downs for live racing, Louisiana Downs for live racing, Remington for live racing. And uh, my desire for everyone for next year is that they get to go to live racing if they want to. I mean, I'm hoping that Oaklawn is going to have live racing and uh, for people to be able to attend. So um, I hope that for everyone. And I want to you know, thank you for all that you've been doing with the with the Zooms. And uh, the, these have been very enjoyable. Thank you. Thank you, Thomas. And uh, Santa, will you be going to Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you? Um, Santa, will you be going to Oaklawn this year? Of course, of course. <laughs> but do, you, do you make it a yearly pilgrimage? Absolutely. You won't see me though. I'll be up in I'll be up in the clouds, looking down, and and, and having someone maybe make a bet for me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, don't tell Mrs. Claus. <laughs> Let's go over to uh, Randy Burnham. Hey, Randy, how are you? Good to see you. Hey, how are you doing? Fantastic. What do you got for Santa in 2021? What would you like to see? Oh, I think it's more of what everybody's been saying with bet structure and, you know, ticket making and not missing the obvious, taking advantage of your opinions. 
the one thing about missing obvious, sometimes the obvious stuff is overrated. Um, and what I mean is being overrated is, is that if everybody sees it, how much value is it actually? Yeah, I guess it's kind of, you know, I sent you an email on like during Breeders' Cup Day where not making a win bet on a horse that's, you know, in the $80 range and trying to get cute and making uh, more vertical and horizontal bets based on that horse. So I got an idea. I got that. an idea, Randy. I got an idea. Santa. Here's what I can, can, can I give you a suggestion to get for Randy? No, yes, 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 yes. Please do. Give him the heart of courage that you gave the lion in uh, Wizard of Oz. Exactly. Absolutely. Ho, 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 ho. Courage. Ho, Put them up. Put them up. <laughs> um, let's go over here. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you. Hey, you too. Great to have you on board. Thank Let's you. go to Bob Casson now. I've known this gentleman a long time. And, and Bob, this is probably the, one of the first few times you'll ever hear me say, tell Santa what you would like for Christmas in 2021. <laughs> good, good, good question. I guess uh, if, if I had to ask Santa for anything, I would hope for live racing to come back, uh, especially since I had a ticket to – uh, head out west to California for work, but that didn't pan out. So it's still on hold. It expires next December. Uh, so I'm going to lose about $500 on that. But if they go forward to Breeders' Cup at Del Mar, uh, maybe that should uh, be on my uh, plans for 21. So live racing, Breeders' Cup, 21. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody wants the same thing. Oh, it makes it easy for you, doesn't it? Absolutely. I, my memory ain't what it used to be, you know. A few thousand years old, you know, and it starts to deteriorate. Steve Turlock. Hey, Steve, great to see you, man. Long time I haven't seen you. I hope you're doing well. Um, and um, what do you got for Santa? What do you got to say? What would you like to see in 2021? Bruno, Merry Christmas. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you. Yeah, Steve is another gentleman that I've known probably, I would say, 30 years. Yeah, I haven't talked to you since uh, Hollywood Park became a football stadium. It's been a long time. <laughs> Wait a minute. That was this year. <laughs> no, man. I remember the old days when to hang out in your box and you'd have your daughters play games and... Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember. Yeah. I had the, the, my daughters would come with me in the morning and they would, uh, and now they do a lot of the work on, on racing with Bruno behind us. So it's very, it's, uh, um, um, it's, it's a lot of fun to have my daughters involved with me, Steve. Great to see you. Well, Merry Christmas so to you. Happy holidays. Um, and anything else you would like to talk? I know you do, do you still do your tournaments? I dabble. I dabble. Uh, well, I think I'd like to see in in racing with simulcasting uh, with regard to audio and video. You know, they'd like. I'd like to see him train the camera people to focus on the <laughs> yeah. horses. Uh, 
I don't want to see the horses from a half a mile away walking to the gate. I want to see them up close. I want to see the warm-ups. I want to see the paddock, and I'd like to see all the horses. So it just seems like they're lacking at that level of professionalism that I'd expect from people who have been doing this a long time. And you learned it from one of the best, Joe Takich. Um, we used to hang out with Joe Takich a lot. We'd battle left and right about handicapping and everything. Do you want to do that too? Do you want to see the horses up close? Joe's having to chime in. What's the matter, buddy? You want to come here and say hi? Come here. Uh, he's a husky. He doesn't listen. Um, but um, but uh, let's make it easy for Santa. Santa. That, let's get that, was Mrs. Good. Claus. that was Mrs. Claus calling. She has some chores for me to do. <laughs> oh, well, let's, can, can you get through three more people? Oh, three more. Okay. Uh, Mrs. Claus, you're going to have to wait. Don't be so impatient. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Let's go to Aaron Buckman. Aaron, uh, what do you got for, uh, for, uh, for uh, our, uh, our esteemed Santa, which I'm going to introduce to you guys in just a minute. Hey, all. So happy. Uh, Merry Christmas. Safe 2021. Um, I'm a Kentucky boy. I would like the same weather we had for the Derby. What was supposed to be the first weekend of May in 2019, sunny in 75 in 2021. Great. Santa, talk to your meteorologist up there. Take care. Oh, it's always snowing in the North Pole. <laughs> yeah, well, that guy's never wrong, is he? <laughs> never wrong. It's always a wet track in the North Pole. <laughs> uh, Merry Christmas, Aaron. Thank you for coming on board. Let me introduce to you our Santa. Uh, this is a friend of mine, Steve Crane. Uh, he is a fantastic. Tell a little bit about what you do, Steve. Well, I'm actually. Uh, is this like the uh, what was that show? To tell the truth. <laughs> I'm a I'm a web designer, and I'm also the executive director of the Georgia Horse Racing Coalition, who for the last five thousand years have been trying to legalize horse racing in Georgia. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> Steve, you're phenomenal. Um, I think you guys will really enjoy that. Uh, and, and Steve, tell people if they, they, they need to get some information, if they want to put together a website, um, if they need your, uh, anything. I think you work with Wix, correct? Yes, yes. Uh, my company's name is an easy one for handicappers to remember. Starting Gate Marketing. Ho, 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 ho. And uh, they can get a hold of you at? They can get a hold of me for the and. And it's the only website where you don't have to hit a pick six to afford it. <laughs> How about a, uh, yeah, well, that sounds good. Hey, Steve, um, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays, and I love the Santa. Thank you so much. Go take care of Mrs. Claus. My pleasure. Good night, everybody. Best of luck this year. Thank, Thank, so Thank you, Santa. Thank you, Santa. Thank you, Santa. You're welcome. Uh, how good was Steve? Oh, how good was Santa? Oh, fantastic! And how good? How good was Joe showing up for his usual cameo? Uh, oh Lord, yeah, he is. Um, we're in Florida, and, you know, we're in Florida, and he's a little bit out of his norm. How'd the trip go? And, uh, how did the drive go uh, from Kentucky down eight, there? Eighteen hours and um, thousand miles. Eighteen hours. It's a long day. You know, you leave at eight in the morning. You don't get home till about two thirty at night, and you're up till four just getting everything packed and 
I think the boy yesterday, he's gotten his oats back today. I think the boy was a little bit uh, knocked out. He was great during the trip. You're, so, I'll bet he recovered faster than you did. Um, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. A thousand miles yeah. in one day is used to be my limit when I was young. I couldn't do that now that I'm old. No shot. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing that was interesting. Um, just driving down. I just think, you know, you, you have a lot of time to think. And I went and listened to some of the podcasts that we've done. And I, and I listened to some of the handicapping stuff. And what I like to do is put together um, for the future, you know, in 2021, this is, you know, sort of our, uh, our 2021 wish list. Is put together individual podcasts on individual topics, mm. uh, workouts, gate works, turf works, um, uh, speed ratings, how to make a speed figure, what is a speed figure, um, uh, and and how to take speed figures into uh, in, 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 into your handicapping yeah. uh, confidently, and what is in reality a real speed figure, mm. and and what does that entail, and they're not they're man-made so they're not they're not something that they they're you know based on actual facts they're based on times that sometimes that we know are not correct so um, there's a lot of stuff there so it's something that that's my wish list and that's something that we should that uh, I'd love to have you work on with me for 2021 I love it I love that we have something out there that's the carrot on the stick and I'm happy to chase that and hopefully grab it and we'll pursue that going forward so anyway uh, look what do you well, we're on well before we go yeah. you know what do you got going uh, on your podcast this week oh thank you you. <laughs> Among others, uh, it's oh. you. Yeah, it's you. It's you. Uh, uh, thank you for doing that because I would have completely forgotten. Mark Midland from Horse Racing Nation, Jenny Reese, the longtime courier journal writer in Louisville, who's now a publicist for several racing concerns, and a certain Bruno DiGiulio and I got together a couple weeks ago and we put together a Christmas show. And I was listening to it the other day as we were getting ready to post it, and it, it it's. It's friends talking about the year and talking about personal experiences. So if you're looking for a year in review where we're going to go ahead and talk about nothing but the headlines, tune elsewhere. If you want personal experiences from some friends, tune to us. And it is the Ron Flatter Racing Pod via VSIN. Can I say this? Yeah, go ahead. I don't know if I can say this about myself. You don't usually get, other than about Joe, you don't usually get <laughs> a um an insight and my thoughts and um on what's going on in my own life or right. what's happened or how we view things that have been going on in the racing world or even what's uh, that that affects our racing world that affects our performances and things like that you don't hear about that and i i thought that uh, I, I, you were able to bring out a side of me that I don't well, share. Yeah, very I mean, often. look, you you lost like your you lost your was. mom this past year, and we did talk about that, and so that's part of what's personal about this, and that's what I hoped to bring, and that's what's on the podcast. Well, I, I think what what this whole twenty, if I can mention it on this show too, um, you know, twenty twenty is really broad. Is you know, some of us, including, and, and I'm including myself, that have a, a pre-existing condition that could be dangerous without COVID being around, 
Well, now with COVID, it makes it even worse because you've got to take care yeah. of yourself. Um, Amen. You know, I, I see some of these anti-maskers and anti-people. They're just anti-everything. And, 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 and to me, that's a lack of respect. It's, it's a lack of respect. It's a lack of, of humanity. You know, uh, we could have been over this a long time ago if we had more humanity in our in our world in our in our in our country than and then in the selfish individuals who want to pass on under the under under the under the umbrella of that's their rights when and it's everybody's right to live but it's you know you and, and nobody has the right to take away somebody else's life because of their own rights and and i think that's something that that that's really gets lost in the, in in everything and i you know ron i'd love to see in 2021 the ability for us to be safe to go out and even if you have a pre-existing condition and 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 be able to be with other people and relax and everything but uh, until that happens i'm gonna put my nose to the grindstone handicapping podcast zooms but you won't catch me out doing a whole lot other than hmm. walking the dog and 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 everything you know you know, just when I wish we everybody was kind to each other and understood that we're all in this this world together and we all need to take care of each other whether we're black brown blue red green or yellow uh we just have to do that and uh, whether we like chalk or we like uh you know closers or we like droppers or we like speed horses we just need to, you know, really take care of each other, you know, no matter the differences we have. I can only echo by saying that my goal is to be the framework so that you can have a stage to present what you present. And I think you just did. And so with that, Merry Christmas, Bruno. Yeah. Merry Christmas to you, Ron, and your, and your wife. And I uh, really enjoy your friendship, and I enjoy doing these things, uh, these uh, Zooms and podcasts with you. You're a consummate professional. You're, you're 100%. Uh, your heart's in this game. Your heart's in uh, doing the right thing and to promote things. And uh, I think the Ron Flatter brand is going to be strong in 2021. <laughs> I, I look forward to it. Back at you, Bruno. Before we go, Ron, Joe and I would like to wish everyone, and I'm going to throw you in, and you, and, and you, uh, wish everybody out there that's listened to our podcast that's been uh, supporting us, you know, Racing with Bruno and, and, and reaping the benefits or even, you know, sharing the losses. And, um, <laughs> you know, we wish you the best of the Christmas season, the holiday season. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, and, and also 2021. We're going to have a year-end show next week, but you matter. You matter. All of you matter. And we appreciate having you on board, and we call you family. Thank you. Get more from Bruno by going to RacingWithBruno.com. This has been the Racing with Bruno podcast.